Welcome to the Breaks Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Breaks Radio. Be real, excel as King should. This is your boy Johnny hosting for the week. Um, I'm here with my brother, CEO Hayes. What's good, man? What's going on? Uh, Drake? <laughs> Drake? Drake? Yo, you know what that reminded me of when he said that? Curtis. Cameron, when he was like, Curtis. You don't remember when Cameron had the oh, interview and no, interview? He was like. That's not what I was thinking about, though. I thought about Shannon Sharp when he'd be like, Skip? Oh, when yeah. He'd talking that's to Skip funny. Bayless. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I initially thought about. But no, the Kurt, yeah, that shit, yeah, same thing. Yeah, we definitely gonna talk about that later on because that, <laughs> that was crazy. That was crazy. Um, but yeah, man, um, you good? Everything good, my man? Everything is golden, bro. Everything is is good. I have no complaints about life right now. That's what's up. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I'm I'm good too. Uh, work is kind of dying down, but. My side hustle is kicking up, so, you know, I'm still busy out here. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, but let's get to these topics, though. So, first, we have to congratulate Missy Elliott. So, we did talk about her a few weeks ago for being nominated for the Songwriters Hall of Fame, but she's actually been inducted. So, we definitely got to give a shout-out to Missy Elliott, man. Um, we, def- we, t- we talked about it back with Maul. We, we had Maul on the, um, on the show and we talked about our favorite uh, Missy Elliott songs and videos and things like that. But we just we have to congratulate this God given talent of a woman that has been placed on this earth because she deserves every accolade, every accolade that she's going to get like in her, her life. She deserves it all. So shout out to Missy Elliott for being inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Man, you got any words on that? Listen, this I mean, we we already talked about it when um mom himself was on but she she more than deserves it she deserves all of this like she deserves to be in almost every hall of fame possible for music definitely for anything writing or producing related um her career just stands the test of time and her music stands the test of time her videos changed hip-hop um so yeah everything all of that i'm, I'm still she's supposed to be dropping an album in 2019 definitely excited for that that's what's up. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to hearing that and whatever visual she has to go with it. Because I know it's some videos coming. I know it's some videos coming. Absolutely. So, so again, shout out to Missy, man. Inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame, man. That's that's dope as hell. Um, so it got me to thinking. We we always praise Missy Elliott and Buster Rhymes for having like the dopest videos in hip hop, period. Like we know that they are the pinnacle of hip hop videos. But I wanted to talk about some of the other some of the other hip hop artists that have great music videos like from the from the 90s and 2000s because yes Buster Rhymes and Missy Elliott were like the pinnacle if you will but there were definitely other artists um that had great videos as well so i just wanted to i guess touch on that a little bit and see what some of our favorites were um so i'll i'll let you start by saying some of yours definitely california love I think that's one of my favorite videos of all time. Uh, they did the, like the whole Mad Max, Mad Max style thing, right, um, right. And it's just a classic song. I think that's that's the song is very important in, in the video as well. Um, but because I've seen some, it's you can have a dope video but a trashy ass song. But when they're both good, it makes it even that much better. Um, so that's one for me. I also think 
uh, it was a good day. Ice Cube. Of course. Of course you I, say Ice Cube. But exactly. no, that's, that, was a, that was a dope video. <laughs> yeah, so that was just, I think it got the point across. The whole vibe of the song um, and everything was just capturing that video perfectly. An underrated one that I don't know if people will actually remember this video or not. But House of Pain, Jump Around. Oh, man. Yeah. That was yeah. a dope video. Underrated, man. Very underrated video. Um, yeah. Oh, and one... This has to be the 90s. I almost asked if this was the 80s, but it had to be the, the 90s. I don't know if it's just the song for me, but I like, like, the whole video was funny. The Humpty Dance, Digital Underground. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was definitely the 90s. Yeah. That was, like, well, probably early 90s. Yeah, it was early. I was going to say mid. Matter of fact, yeah. I just looked it up. It was released in 1990. So that was right oh, at damn. Yeah. Damn, why I think that was, like, 93? Damn, that song is old. Shit. That song old as hell. I thought it was, like, close to mid-90s, but nah, that's literally 90 <laughs> that's crazy but no that yeah that was a dope video too um so as i was looking or trying to remember some of these videos from the 90s and 2000s like i came I, a lot of individuals popped in my head diddy popped in my head um diddy had some great videos um of course all about the benjamins is one of my personal favorites um i'll be missing you with faith oh, evans yeah, and absolutely. 112 if i'm not mistaken um yeah, that was a dope video tribute to Biggie. Um, Eminem, I think Eminem might be underrated for having music, good music videos. Um, the way I am is one of my favorites from him. Um, the real Slim Shady, but Stan, I think Stan is like Harold is like his best video. Um, and then the songs he had with Dr. Dre, Guilty Conscious, which was a amazing video. I, I love it when a video complements the song perfectly. And that is like this guilty conscious video is like the perfect the perfect example of that. And then forgot about Dre, which is one of my favorite Eminem Dr. Dre songs. But the video to that was dope as well. Um, Ludacris, which I probably put at like number three behind Busta and Missy um, for having like the best videos. Um, definitely fantasy area codes, stand up, and southern hospitality. Those are some great. Those are classic great, videos. There you go, classic videos. Definitely classic videos. And then oh, he got what's the one um where he had the real big hand where he was slapping people. Oh you know, shit! Which one? Shit! I can't remember the name of that song. Damn. Was it a? Uh, is it called Get Back? Like I got the get song back, in my head. Get back, you don't know me yeah. like that. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's that's definitely a classic video. Like he he kind of took what Buster Rhymes did in the nineties and kind of like updated it for the updated it for the two thousands. If that makes sense. Um. So yeah, L- Ludacris was hella dope. Hella Matter of fact, I think every Ludacris video is damn near a classic. Uh, because I don't. Did you mention? Uh, roll out. Damn, nope. See, yep. I, yeah. I did mention that, but roll out was fired too. Yeah, do got some videos, man. Yeah, Ludacris is definitely top, like top five when it comes to music videos and hip hop. One hundred percent. Damn. Yeah. And the music um, video seems like it's coming back, man. Oh, see, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that. Perfect segue. Right? <laughs> so, all right, man. I've been seeing this shit all over social media. <laughs> Um, City Girls and Cardi B, right? So apparently, City Girls issued like a twerking challenge to people to see who, who, what women were the best twerkers, so they can put them in their twerk video. Literally, the song is called Twerk. Um, and let's just say that greatness came out, <laughs> and um, 
I, I saw a lot of people saying this brought back memories of Uncut. Now, I could see why they would say that, but I don't think it was raunchy enough to be like an uncut video. Like, I think it was, a you know, for the for the era we're in now, you know, it's a great YouTube video, like a YouTube music video. I don't think they definitely wouldn't play that on regular TV now, but I don't know. It's, it wasn't as raunchy to me, but it was a sight to behold. <laughs> Listen, what you think about the video? Our, our era of BET Uncut is the tip drill video. While this is very good and there's a lot of a lot of talent in this video, you're not touching the tip drill video. So if you're not touching that, and that was fuck, was that early 2000s? Yeah, like early. And that was when you really couldn't get away with a lot of shit. Like, well, there was two different because there was the BET Uncut version and then there was the actual X-rated version of that video. <laughs> so uh, if you're not approaching that i don't want to hear nothing about bet uncut it was a cool video a lot of ass but it wasn't that raunchy to me you know what i what i noticed about this uh the city girls and cardi b video well first of all i noticed there were no men in the video which of course there's nothing wrong with that and it it seemed like the women in the video were genuinely having fun like you know you know it's ass everywhere but like all the women were literally having fun twerking with each other yeah like you can tell that these women were having fun and that to me was like great to see like these women literally just out here bikini swimsuits body paint smiling laughing with each other twerking an old girl at the end she did the head the headstand and like landed on her back like she was dead like that shit was crazy and did you notice i don't know if this was the same girl or not but when they was on the boat a girl backflipped off the boat into the water. Like I these women just these women just had so much fun. Like I like I think I enjoyed that the most about the video. Of course that, you know, the ass is enjoyable, but seeing all these women literally just twerking with each other, smiling and having fun, that was dope to me. Yeah, and I think it it shows the difference between the nineties, early two thousands and now. Like it was looked at at one point like why are you degrading women having them shake their ass in music videos and stuff? And now it's a liberating thing that women do amongst each other to have fun. And this this video is a perfect example of that. So Right. Now, it's funny because, of course, we've been watching women twerking videos since, shit, the 80s. Twerking, quote unquote, didn't become mainstream until, when the hell was that? Molly Cyrus was on the VMAs. "Quote unquote" twer- twerking with um, oh god what's my, oh why did you even bring that back um fuck shit, what? it was uh, Yang Twins was oh oh yeah Pitt. you're right you're right you're right yeah but like why did it take this nobody having white girl to bring twerking to the mainstream when people of African descent have been doing this shit since before Christ basically like that's crazy to me and then okay then I gotta mention this too right so. I'm not sure if you're familiar with this um, social media personality, um, Lexi Patera or Pantera. I can't remember. I can't really know. How to, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but she she's gone viral and done other things because of her twerking on Instagram and stuff like that. She she sent out a tweet about about this Cardi B and CD girls video saying there's not enough representation. I don't see any white girls in this video. Um, and, you well, you know, like Twitter, you know, got yeah, on her ass. Absolutely. Um, but it's like, why is it that black people, black women can't have their own thing? Like we we literally look at white people in everything, everything on earth. We see white people in. And then we get this one video that's pretty much ce- that's pretty much celebrating shit. Black women excellence <laughs> to a degree is like 
Why can't we have this? That's cr- like that's wild to me. Here's the thing: everything doesn't have to be all inclusive. Like this, that's that's this is where we're getting to PC. Like this whole thing where, but and I'm gonna call our own people. Black people need to realize that too. It is okay for everything not to be all inclusive. The difference is is that when you use your when you use something that is being exclusive to a group of people to belittle another group of people, that's when it becomes problematic, but it's perfectly fine to have a group of black people doing something. It's perfectly fine to have a group of white people doing something. You don't have to have this whole mix of all the races all the time, just to make sure everyone's all included. I think that that's in some ways a form of racism in of itself. When you feel like, Oh, well we just have to have the token white, white person. We just have to have the token black person not to piss people off. You don't have to be that. It's perfectly fine. This video was a celebration of black women doing their thing. Let it be that it's perfectly fine. Could not have said that better myself. Um, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, yeah, I think that's the perfect way to end on that. (laughs) So we're going to get into our first commercial, first commercial break and we'll be back on the other side of that yo this your boy flaw 700 what's good everybody it's your guy fresco and we are the, the podcast, podcast brothers. brothers dig yeah hey what is our show about actually our show is about a little bit of everything man it's not just one thing but it's a little bit of this right it's a like a little oh, bit of that oh my goodness no you like that song no not from you what song is that I don't know. It don't matter. It It doesn't matter what song that is. Well, that's what our show is about. It's about two brothers kicking the shit. Real life brothers. Real life brothers. Obviously not by choice. And if you know how brothers get down, you know how we give it up. We don't agree on nothing. And that's what it's like on a podcast show. It makes for a healthy debate. makes for good dialogue. And it keeps the the listener interested as well because it's real brotherly shit. Episodes drop every Sunday. Every Sunday, every platform, you can get a podcast that the Podcast Brothers is there. You dig? Chill. Hey, yo. You ready? Let's do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. You are tuned in to the Brace Radio. Um, so this is something we've talked about a little bit in the past. Um, Travis Scott, right? He's performing at the Super Bowl this year. And, of course, he's gotten some backlash for it. And I think because of that, he has partnered with the NFL to make a $500,000 um, donation to social social justice charities um let me read i have a quote here from variety um and it says travis scott today announced that in partnership with the national football league he will make a five hundred thousand dollar donation to the nonprofit organization dream corps among other initiatives that he will work with the league on um the move is clearly designed to counter criticism over his appearance at the super bowl halftime show with maroon five which has uh, which has finally been confirmed after weeks of speculation slight precisely 30 minutes after scott announced um the donation on sunday um so i guess for, first what are our, what are our thoughts on this do you think it was necessary do you think it's a good move what's going on with this I don't I don't think it was necessary, but I think it's absolutely a good move. I said before that I think um, even though we all have our issues with the NFL, I think that if he would have used his platform of being at, at 
performing at the Super Bowl to get some type of message across on his own, it would have been powerful enough because he's using the platform that they gave him. But in this case, having them, you know, donate 500,000 to a social justice charity, I think that everyone wins in this case. And he can still use the platform of the halftime show to do even more to bring awareness to certain things. So I think this is a good move all the way around. I agree. Um, And then this, this Variety article also says... Sources tell Variety that Black Lives Matter and other nonprofits may be receiving donations as well. So not only is this half a million dollar donation being made to Dream Corps, but it seems like other social justice organizations will receive some type of donation as well. Um, I I don't think the donation will really matter to the NFL because it's just a tax write off of them. Well, actually, you know what's crazy? I think the NFL is technically a not. I think the NFL is a nonprofit organization, which means the billions of dollars they bring in from ticket sales, merchandise sales, the stuff, the money they receive from owners, like none of that shit is taxed. Billions of dollars that the NFL makes is not taxed, which in itself is something that's just astronomically crazy. Because they literally make billions of dollars every year. Well, I wonder if because each of the actual teams are kind of like their own business. I wonder if those teams are also registered as nonprofit. Because if they're not, then that changes it a little bit. Because the NFL itself could be, but it's just a thought. But that's that's actually a good question. Because it's like, would these individual NFL teams be subsidiaries of the NFL? Or like, are they their own organizations that just reports to the NFL? I don't know. I'm going to look into that some more because that's really interesting. That's just yeah. I just thought about that just now, but that's crazy. Um. So yeah. So shout out to Travis Scott. I'm not going to shout out the NFL, but it's dope that they're making these donations to <laughs> these social justice organizations. Um. So of course, Maroon Five is like I guess the headliner of the halftime show. But they have also confirmed that Big Boy of Outcast will be performing as well, alongside Maroon Five and Travis Scott. Does this make you excited at all to watch the halftime show? Wait, are you going to watch the Super Bowl? Oh yeah, I'm going to definitely watch the Super Bowl. That's not an issue at all. Um, I'll probably even check out the halftime show if it's any good. But I mean, Big Boy being there, it's it's it, it's it's cool. I kind of wish that it would have been more of a surprise. Honestly, um, because yeah, it's like, been dope. yeah, no one, uh, uh, let me not say no one. Most people nowadays aren't going to tune into the halftime show for big boy. It's just not, he just, he, he's not a draw there for some True. people like us, but for the masses, no. So it would have been nice to just have a surprise. Like, Hey, big boys. Out big there. boys yeah. 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 That's yeah. my opinion though. Um, yeah, I'm not super excited about it, but I mean, you know, it, it'll be great to see him out there. Um, Clearly, he doesn't have any songs with Maroon 5, at least not to my knowledge. I don't think he has any songs with Travis Scott. Is Travis Scott from Atlanta? I don't know. He looks like okay. he may be. I, I have no right. idea. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> um, I was I was thinking maybe they just had him out there because the Super Bowl is in Atlanta. So maybe they just wanted an, an Atlanta artist, which is why I think they tried to get Cardi. No, Cardi from New York, right? Yeah. Yeah, Cardi from New York. Um. So, yeah. So, who, who you got? Who you want to go to the Super Bowl? Well, do you follow football in NFL like that? Oh really? yes, absolutely. Um okay. uh I I really want to see the Saints go just because Drew Brees, I've been a Drew Brees fan ba- basically his whole career. I think he got drafted 
I can't remember the year. Let me not get to lying. But when I really started, like, really, really paying attention to football, him and LaDainian Tomlinson were both on the Chargers, and they were, like, my Uh favorite duo. Um, So I've literally been a fan of his forever. Um, So, and I think this is going to be his last season if they win, so I'd like to see that. I Just please don't let the Patriots win again. Just please. Come on. You know what? I'm not going to front. I want the Rams and the Patriots in the Super Bowl mainly because I want these Rams to avenge their 2001 loss. If they were still in St. Louis, I would care. They would start winning like this when they leave St. Louis. Like they've legitimately been good basically since they left St. Louis. I think no, just that first up. season, they had a little struggle after they left, but it's just fun. They only lost three games this season, bro. Which is, which is nuts. <laughs> like I'm not. Like, I'm not super into the NFL. Like, I'm a casual fan, so I'll watch it here and there. Um, So the Rams leaving, I didn't give a fuck. Like, I don't make any money for them. They don't pay me. Like, I don't I don't care what the hell they do. They could go to fucking Mexico. I wouldn't care. Um, But the fact that they are good is like, damn, that's dope. So I definitely want to see them. I want to, I really want to see them beat the Patriots mainly so I could troll my boy Ralph. But yeah, shout out to Ralph. <laughs> shout out to Ralph. <laughs> but it's this the Saints game is going to be real interesting. So yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens with that. I got a question for you though before we move on. Yeah, what's um, up? To go back to the big boy thing. Do mm-hmm. you think Andre three Andre three thousand? I'm gonna say Andre three stacks. Do you think he makes an appearance? I just feel like Andre he just doesn't care no. anymore about music. I feel like. Like, even the Super Bowl wouldn't get him excited anymore. I feel like he'd be like, you know what? I'm good. I'm just going to smoke my weed. I'm going to chill. I actually thought about asking you that, but I'm like, listen, I think Andre 3000 is so far removed from music that he doesn't care anymore. He actually, Did he just actually go, like, on a rant saying that, like, I, don't quote me on this, but I I feel like I either watched a video of him say or I read somewhere that he said, like, Nicki Minaj was whack. A lot of these newer rap acts were just horrible. Like, there's no passion in music anymore. Like, yeah. I post, I posted that. Uh, uh, that may be where you see. I, I post like a picture of him with the quote: "Is hip hop doesn't have fresh energy, none at all. It's money driven. Everybody trying to make that check. Nobody putting art in their albums anymore. Honestly, Nicki Minaj sucks. My man's not lying. Like, he yeah, ain't lying. All. Like, <laughs> you just you gotta agree with it. Well, to to an extent, um. I'm assuming he's talking about like the the ma- like the super mainstream mm-hmm. artists that are out there. So I f- I feel like that's where he's directing this quote to. So if that's the case, I wholeheartedly agree. But of course, there are a lot of artists out there that are still like putting passion behind their projects and not just throwing music out there for streams and money and shit like that. So yeah, man. I listen. Andre three thousand is done. He's done with music. He said, "Fuck all of y'all. Fuck all of us. He ain't putting out shit else." And if he drop another verse, I mean, the shit will probably be fire, but I doubt it's going to happen anytime soon. Well, I mean, he did put out that jazz song. What was that earlier this year? You remember that? Oh, you mean, uh, well, last year, but nah, yeah. nah, bro. Oh, yeah, nah, last year. Um, but yeah, I, I, if, if he comes out there, it's going to be a great moment. I think that'll be a great surprise for the Super Bowl halftime show. Like, if you have yeah, like, them be- come out and like perform Southern playlisted Cadillac music, like, come on, man. Nah, not now. I would I would probably lose my mind if that happens, but it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. All right. So before before we go to the next break, right? Because I'm curious, like, what songs would Big Boy perform? Uh, I mean, he has he's come out with what three solo albums in the last like three years consecutively. So he got music. Nobody's gonna know it. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> 
So he gonna bro, do. I like the way you move, bro. Like, we may we may be on something. Maybe Andre three thousand has to be there because what the hell is he gonna perform? Listen, my favorite solo big boy song is Shutterbug. So oh, yeah. I, I pray that he performs that. That with a live band, no, nah, that'd be nuts. Other than that, I don't know. I like the way you move. Sleepy Brown probably gonna be out there. Sleepy Brown <laughs> out there. Sleepy Brown is one hundred percent gonna be on the that is big that is a fact. <laughs> that is a hundred percent fact. <laughs> Just well, but let, I, in in the great great bigger scheme to see the whole dungeon family come out on stage with big boy would be a great moment on the super bowl stage in atlanta but people it's probably not fucking happening i just want to say that oh yes yeah 100 all right man with that being said let's get into our next break and we'll be back on the other side of that this is ms 100 and this is lady t and we are the, the hood, hood geniuses, geniuses podcast. podcast every monday we are releasing an episode so make sure y'all stay tuned and you can follow us on Twitter at Hood Geniuses Pod, on Facebook, Hood Geniuses Podcast, and on IG, Hood Geniuses Pod. And make sure y'all subscribe to our YouTube page so y'all can see us live and in the flesh. Yeah, and uh, we don't need Lady T to knuck and buck for y'all to start <laughs> listening to us, you know what I'm saying? So don't make Lady T knuck and buck. Hey, listen, I mean, eventually, you know what I'm saying, Lady T is getting up in age, so it may be, I may be in my wheelchair on my can, I don't know. But I will get to you. <laughs> yeah, so make sure y'all do that. Hit that subscribe button, follow, and y'all can email us at Geniuses pod at gmail.com thank you all right ladies and gentlemen you are still tuned in to the breaks radio all right so i i saw this story on on social media somewhere i'm sure um so dj cast one who was a dj on ebro's morning show on hot 97 out in new york um he just up and quit he literally up and quit on live air like while they were on the air talking about whatever they were talking about the dj cast one literally literally walked up walked up got up and walked out now I w- I've been trying to figure out. Um, I've been trying to research and figure out like what actually happened, like what was said to him or what was done or what. But I couldn't f- like I couldn't find anything that was actually said to him or about him. Um, but I'm sure it was. I'm I'm. This is Johnny saying this, but I'm sure it was something Ebro said or did because he's been like really on some bullshit lately. Like, and I don't mean just within the past month or two. I mean, like, within the past, like, six months to nine months to a year. Like, he's been saying some real off-the-wall shit. He's been on Twitter, like, talking out the side of his ass. He had the the one uh, interview with Kodak Black that we talked about not too long ago, where the interview was going real well, and then he brought up some shit that Kodak Black wasn't feeling, you know, he wasn't feeling. So, you know, Kodak ended his interview as well. It's like, What's what's going on here on Hot Nine Seven on this Ebro Morning Show? Like, what's what's happening here? <laughs> Ebro has been around so long that I guess he just figures he can do whatever the hell he wants to do. He's, def- he's the old grandma, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I defended him with the um, Kodak Black thing to an extent, um, but with this, it's like, of course, we don't have any details, but I highly doubt Rosenberg said anything that would piss somebody off enough. Agreed. To the, the they would quit their job, and Laura Styles well, like, 
Exactly. And Laura Styles, like she's she's just there to throw in something from time to time. She I can't remember I barely remember what she says on any interview, much right. less something <laughs> of note. Um so it had it, it was probably more than likely Ebro. And Ebro's he's even admitted after the Kodak Black thing when he did an interview that his ego's been getting in the way. And maybe that's the thing that we're seeing. Like we we see people and it's and not just our culture, hip hop culture and everything, period. When people are going allowed to go unchecked for too long, when they get too in their own heads and people start feeding into that as well, their ego starts to take them down. And maybe we're starting to see the beginnings of the crumbling of Ebro in the morning. Right. Cause I mean, he even made those off the wall comments about podcasting. Like, like, bro, Dude, that like, pissed me the fuck off, bro. You know how serious I take this yeah, shit. Yeah, I know. I that know, shit man. pissed me the fuck off. I'm just, I'm, I'm not even gonna get off into it, but that pissed yeah, me off. Yeah. But I mean, like, again, like you said, maybe it really is the ego thing. Either somebody needs to check him or he need I I don't know what needs to happen, but he gotta reassess what's going on because the fact that your DJ literally quits live on air, like that's that's problematic. Like that's not good at all. And I hope the the management or staff or, or whoever at Hot 97 understands that there's a and I hate I hate this word now because it's so overly used, but there's a there's a toxic, a toxic environment there. Um and maybe it's Ebro's fault. Like Something needs to happen. He either, either needs to take, talk to HR. He needs to go to some type of training. He needs to do something because it's not cool. Who, like, who knows what's going to happen next? Like, it's, it's nuts. It's crazy. Yeah. So, shout out to DJ Cass One, man. Um, whatever, somebody whatever else smack Ebro. Like, somebody's going to get with him live on air at some point. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie. So, I hope all is well with DJ Cass One, man. So, shout out to him. Um... All right. So speaking of interviews, I so I initially wanted to talk about the rant that Soldier Boy went on on Instagram Live, but this Breakfast Club interview with him came out. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 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 almost the same thing, just an hour long. So let's just let's just talk about this um this interview, man. And so Soldier Boy went on the Breakfast Club. Uh first of all, he went on there in a really big cream coat with an old Gucci headband that looked like it hadn't been washed in a long time um, with 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 what seemed to be a lot of fake jewelry. I'm not sure. I don't know if anybody else noticed this, but he had on a diamond choker. What the fuck is that about? I have no idea. Um, I don't even know where to start with this interview, man. Break! <laughs> Break! The nigga that got body by Pusha T? The nigga that's hiding his kid from the world, but his world wanna hide from the kid? Arby Graham in a wheelchair. Drake! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. So, okay, I guess we could start there. So Soldier Boy says that Drake learned everything from him. Drake copied his whole swag. Now at first, I was like, all right, Soldier Boy, chill out, bro. Like, for real, Drake, my guy. But then I got to think, all right, Drake does steal a lot of... Everything. Yeah, basically <laughs> everything from other artists. Um, He's a <laughs> he's a reggae artist. He's a rapper. He's an R&B artist. He's from the Bay. He's from the South. He's from the East Coast. Like, all right, Drake, he, chill out. Reggae tone now. Like, he's into everything. Like, no. Um, But then somebody posted a video... Uh, <laughs> A video of fuck, what's that song with Drake, Nicki, and Wayne? Um, damn, what's the, not the, the song is escaping me. Um, what's really going on? Drizzy back, I'm thinking this thing was hat, what's happening? Yeah. Apparently, that's the same cadence 
as the Soldier Boy song "Turn My Swag On," and they put those the the audio back to back of the two different songs, and lo and behold, it was true. Like, damn, Drake really stole his mainstream shit, like the first shit from Soldier Boy. Like, that's crazy. Like, I'm I'm not well. I am really surprised because it's like Drake definitely does steal stuff from other artists, but Soldier Boy, Soldier Boy. Crank that? <laughs> <laughs> that, Listen, that blew my mind, man. So this this whole Soldier Boy interview um is like a live version of you remember when Charlie Murphy on the Chappelle show used to have those true Hollywood stories? Oh my god. <laughs> that that's <laughs> what this whole interview was, was him doing that, but a lot of it makes sense when you stop and think about it. When you take away all the flair and the craziness and the cocaine rumors from, from Soulja Boy and everything and just look at what he said. So let's talk about Drake. Um, Drake stealing his style from that song. Once you hear it, it's an undeniable fact. That's a it, fact. Now, it's, it's a bar or two. Um, to say that he stole his whole style from Soulja Boy, that's false. But yeah. he did steal from Soulja Boy as he stolen from many artists. Fact. So let's, let's just, that's a fact. It's been proven. Go and look it out. You you can't deny it once you hear it. The whole cadence, the whole bar is exactly the fucking same. Um, so he's all he did was change like the words, some exactly. of the words. That's oh my god, that's crazy. So then, Soldier Boy he recounts his story of people breaking into his home where he had to actually shoot people. One one thing that I found interesting about that story, right? He says that it was like four different people that that came in his house with AK forty sevens, but none of them actually shot at him. If you, I, I imagine, because I've never been in this type of position, and I hope I never be in this type of position, but if people come in your house with AK forty sevens and all they do is point them, I don't really. I don't I'm not really going to believe that. So the st- the the story about the people running in his house with the AKs didn't really make sense to me, right? I I imagine if people run in your house with AKs, I'm assuming they're going to shoot something. Like if four people in there come if four people come in your house with guns, I don't think they're just going to point them, especially if they're trying to take stuff. If there are multiple people in the house, but Soldier Boy is the only one that's actually shooting at people. I I don't know, but he says he had, he says he has footage of it because there's a movie about him about his life, a biopic, if you will. That he has a deal with AMC Theaters that he got $3 million for. It's supposed to be coming out. He didn't say when it was coming out or nothing. He just said it's supposed to be coming out. So if it does, I want to see that because I don't, I really don't believe that story. But we'll see. Um, so w- w- what do you think about that story? Because I remember when he did, like, he did some type of interview or something where he was, like, recounting the whole thing. So, so what do you think about that? Listen, this the thing is, is that in the in the age that we live in now, do we really believe that Soldier Boy? He said what he shot the dude and his arm exploded. He shot <laughs> he shot someone in the back, like that. No one has heard this story before. Now I remember hey. the robbery, and I remember uh, what was his name, Killer J, saying that he got shot like during someone trying to rob Soldier Boy or something like that. But nothing like what Soldier Boy explained on this uh, Breakfast Club interview. Ooh. Right. It's so <sighs> really? Yeah. Really? <clears throat> and like you said, if 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 more multiple people come in with the AK forty seven and 
you don't get shot one time with multiple AK-47s being shot at? Bro, you, you, you're officially like, you're Rambo. You're the real life Rambo. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. That is nuts. Like, really? Really? So then he says he had the biggest comeback of 2018. Dude. But he could literally give no reason as to why. Like, he didn't, he wasn't saying if it was musically, he wasn't saying if it was like movie wise. Like, he didn't, he didn't give a reason as to why he had the biggest comeback. He just said he had the biggest comeback. Is it because you made a, a, a console emulator of, of, of games that probably aren't licensed? Is that why you had the biggest comeback? We can say Tiger had the biggest comeback musically because he had a number one zone that, that was hot. That's probably still hot. Like, what can we say about Soldier Boy? Can't you can't can't really give any can't really give any detail as to why, which is nuts, which is crazy. To me, the biggest now, he, comeback in twenty eighteen got to be Meek Mill. I mean, yeah, like the biggest comeback, hell yeah, yeah. Like the man literally got out of jail, kind of similar to what Gucci did in twenty seventeen. If you want to keep it a buck, like Meek Mill. <laughs> didn't he, didn't Meek Mill get out of jail and go straight to the Super Bowl or some shit? Like, yeah. He, uh, like, or, a, or a Sixers game. He went straight some, to something. Wait, yeah. Some sporting event, right? He's hanging out with Robert Kraft. He puts out a number one, uh, a number one hip, a number one album. Period. Um, he's doing a, a a media press run about prison reform. Like Meek Mill had a Meek Mill definitely had the biggest comeback of 2018. The biggest comeback? Yes, definitely Meek Mill. There I don't go. know what the hell Soldier Boy talking about. <laughs> I have no clue what the fuck he's talking about. What did Most we miss people don't. What did we miss from this interview? Because it was so much shit in there. Oh God, um, there was a lot in this to unpack in this interview. So we talked about the Drake thing. Um, let's talk about the the one thing that is an undeniable fact with Soldier Boy. Yeah, him setting the trend for artists to get on through social media, through uh, YouTube, all of that. Like, he talked a lot about how he discovered artists. I mean. Just because you work with artists doesn't mean you discover them. So let's I, I don't I don't subscribe to that line of thinking. Like he kept saying that he was the first to work with the Migos and shit, but you had nothing to do with them getting on, flat out. But something that's undeniable is what he did and how he used social media in ringtone sales at the time, which that's gone away. But he really created a new lane for people to get signed and get money. And that's undeniable. That that is a fact. Um yeah, he was the he was the first hip-hop act to to create his own track make his own song make his own dance to the song put put his shit out there for the world to see and it go and it literally go viral like it went viral and then he literally got a deal from that he got a record deal from that and that's why we have soldier boy now saying all this shit but yeah like he was the blueprint he was the blueprint for that is soldier boy low-key the grandfather of the whole challenge like we get the bird box challenge the uh, in my feelings challenge, think about it. People were doing the crank, they crank that and recorded yeah. themselves doing it. Yeah, like yeah, you can definitely say that. Like even right after that, you had like you had all the crank that you had crank that Roosevelt, you had crank that bat, you had a lot of crank shit. Then you got my the Dougie. stanky leg, my Dougie. Well, shit, he created the Dougie. If you, exactly, if we keep it in a hundred. <laughs> um, but then we had to walk it out. We had the stanky leg. Um. What's the one shit? The whip and nay nay, like all of that is descendants of Soldier Boy, which is which is nuts. 
he he literally is a trendsetter of hip hop. Like you can't as much as you want to dispute it. Like you can't. Like it's real. At twenty eight years old, that's cr- that's crazy. But it's like the first person to do anything will probably always get the biggest like backlash. Like he was a, he, clearly he was the first to do this type of stuff, and the OGs at the time killed him for it. Like they was like, nah. As as he said in his uh, interview, like. He was saying a lot of the people were saying that he killed hip hop. Of course, it looked like that at the time, but seeing as how those types of things evolve the culture, if you will, and it's, it pains me to say this, but it's the truth. Like that type of stuff paved the way for a lot of these newer acts to get on. Like that that's that's what happened. That's what it is. We witnessed this. Like I grew up with that. Like I watched it as it happened, which is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And so it's Soulja Boy, the fact that Soulja Boy is a trendsetter. Let's just say that we just established why. But also, like, the whole way that people use social media now, and we talked about YouTube and stuff, but even outside of, like, the challenges and the getting on through YouTube and stuff, the way that rappers use social media to interact with their fan base now Soldier Boy was still one of the first to do that, and that was because of his age. He's really the first social media age rapper that grew up with social media probably has been around his whole life yeah yeah you you mentioned you mentioned the Chappelle show earlier there was a skit in Chappelle show that that said never be the first I think he said never be the first black person to do anything yeah and it's like in, in this case soldier boy was the first was we'll just say person here was the first person to make it off of being viral so of course the the people the elder statement the elder elder statesman in hip hop at the time it that was completely new and different for them so of course they didn't know how to take it they didn't understand it of you fear what you don't understand it's like what is this bullshit in their mind they like what is this bullshit but now a lot of them are doing what soldier boy what they killed soldier boy for yeah it's 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 really like the 50 cent thing he killed ja rule for singing and then he started fucking singing exactly exactly which is crazy crazy bro and then some other stuff that came out from this interview uh his comments about kanye sick uh not royce uh uh takashi 69 like he had smoke for a lot of people and Tiger. He threw some 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 shots at a lot of people. But then end up saying, "No, I love Tiger." Yeah. But but Tiger, yeah. all right, make up your mind. Which one is it? Which one is it? Um. But he he also broke down the whole um Chris Brown boxing situation. So apparently there's like a whole contract and shit that was drawn up. Soldier Boy signed it, but Chris Brown didn't sign it. Now I don't know. I'm certain Chris Brown wasn't scared, but. For whatever reason, Chris Brown never signed the contract, so the fight didn't happen. But uh, Soldier Boy had like Floyd Mayweather in his corner, like he was really about to get, you know, he was really ready to fight, but you know, it didn't happen. Um, a, a point that I actually saw a lot of people make, and I didn't even notice this. Apparently, for the past few years, Soldier Boy has been, I guess I'll call it trolling, for lack of a better term, has been trolling at the beginning of the year for the past. Let's just say two or three years. So this year we have this bullshit. Mm-hmm. Last year was the Chris Brown shit, if I'm not mistaken. And Damn, was year, that last year? I think, I think it was. That okay. was like that was January last year. Okay. And then in January 2017, I oh I can't remember what it was, but it was something something he did 
it happened at the beginning of 2017. So, like, is this going to be a trend for Soldier Boy from now on? Like, he going to do some shit. He's going to fizzle out around February-ish. <laughs> and then he's going to come back January 2020 with some bullshit. Like, <laughs> it's not working for you, bro. Like, chill. Like, chill. Listen, I don't know. All that jewelry he had on was fake. Every single piece of it. It sounded fake. <laughs> it sounded fake. Like, we heard the shit clink in the microphone. Like, bro. And he, he pointed at, I think it was the watch. He was like, that's 80000 bro. Do we believe? Well, first of all, if he has on an $80,000 watch, that's a bad investment on your part, boy. Because, like, didn't we, did, didn't he, like, get evicted out of a house or foreclosed on a house, like, last year sometime? Who knows? Apparently, he's from Compton now. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Ain't he from Atlanta? What? Isn't he from Atlanta? I, I, that's what I, belo- I believe but, now. He's but, from Compton? Nah, he's from Compton. But he was born in Chicago. Like, get the fuck out of here, soldier. But come on, man. Come on. Now, what I will say, if anybody is listening to this and you bought that soldier game console, like, can you email you. us or... <laughs> huh? Yeah, or send us like a message on social media or something, and like, cause I I want somebody to review it. Like, I want to know how it is. It's only an emulator. It plays games from other systems, but like, I want to know how it is. Soldier Boy is talking about this game console. Like, he's working with all these major gaming studios. Like, they're making games for this console. No, there is no new intellectual property being made for this console, Soldier Boy. As a person that's trying to get back into the game and like don't claim to be the first rapper to get into gaming when all you're doing is making a device that plays games that have been out for 20 years. Don't do that. <laughs> like that's crazy to me. That's wild. Don't do that shit. I'm offended. I'm offended. You know, and the thing is is that me and you are gamers. Uh so I think we understand that a little bit more than what the general audience is going to, but basically what an emulator is, you can download something to your phone that could do exactly what the soldier game console. Yes. Literally. Like it's just, it's just software that allows games from other systems to run on whatever device you download the emulator on. That's basically what this is. It's a waste of money. Um, I mean, hats off to him. Uh, It doesn't seem like he had the licenses. We and you talked about that uh, to keep this afloat. He's basically stealing. If he was able to get the licenses from Nintendo and everything to make this legit, Okay, that's different. But in this right. case, man, it, you can you can literally sideload an emulator on your phone right now and do the exact same thing. Literally. Now, apparently he's made $233,000 off these consoles. He shouldn't have said that on air. Nintendo coming for all that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Plus some. Like, all your shit finna get took. So. People, people forget, again, I'm a gamer, that in the 80s, Nintendo put a company, what was it, Favicon? They put something out of business because they created a system that also played Nintendo, uh, the the what the cartridges that you used to have to blow, put the motherfuckers out of business. Nintendo don't play. They don't play. <laughs> Nintendo is seriously the Disney of video gaming. Like, they don't play with their stuff. They don't. They don't. Why you think... <laughs> Every Nintendo console that has count that has come out that takes discs, they they can they only play Nintendo games. You can't put a DVD, you can't put a CD in none of them consoles. You can't do nothing but play games on them bitches. That's all you can do. You think Nintendo is really finna let Soldier Boy sell this shit long term? Hell no. They coming for all that. They coming for all of it. All, all of right. it. All right, let's move on. All right, cool. I'm I'm done with that. <laughs> all right, and something completely unrelated. Um. So light. So the uh, R. Kelly, the R. Kelly docu series clearly was a hit. 
So Lifetime says that Michael Jackson is going to get the same treatment. I have my thoughts about this. Let's hear from you first. Oh, God. Okay, so I would... I would love to see, and I kind of talked about this on this past week's uh, Awakening. So I would love to see a Michael Jackson documentary done in the same style of the um, OJ TV show that was on. Shout out to Kiana from uh, Dark Sugar Podcast who actually suggested that. And once I heard it, I was like, that's perfect. Um, but if we're going to do it in the style of, of Michael Jackson, now correct me if I'm wrong, Johnny, didn't most of... The parents and the, or the children or whoever came out with these charges, haven't they proven to be to have been lying or most of them have since then? Yes. OK. Yes. So the, the thing with the R. Kelly thing and why it was so shocking to people it was the first time that we were hearing from the parents, some of the victims, the people around R. Kelly it was the very first time. So now for for you to do the same thing with Michael Jackson, which he's already been on trial and the, the people who were lying on him have been proven to, to, to have been lying why would i watch a documentary about people who've lied basically because it's the thing now it's cool now it's 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 profitable now like so my, michael jackson is like my favorite artist of all time right now in the 90s he went through all that bullshit all these children all these parents putting their children up to lying about him sexually misbehaving with them as Hayes just said, all of that shit was debunked as false. It was lies, all of that. It is totally distasteful for them to want to do this shit. All of these, I guess, the, the children at the time are probably young adults now, I would say. They have to be around our age. Right. So why would you want to rehash that for them? I'm sure they went through a lot of shit because... They were put up to doing all of this bullshit toward Michael Jackson. Like, why would you want to reopen those wounds to them? How do you even know that's something they want to even talk about? They've put all of that behind them. Why would you even reopen that for them? Like, that's crazy to me. Like, don't. And and again, Michael Jackson has passed away. Shit, it'll be 10 years this year, won't it? Like, I think he died in 2009. Yeah. Damn, Damn. that's crazy. Like, that's wild, right? Damn. But, like, why can't we let the dead rest in peace why like let the man rest in peace all of this shit has been debunked as false the man has passed away he's been passed away for 10 years let it go let it go let it go (laughs) yeah that's that's all i got man and i think too um to piggyback off your point is that it's so distasteful because even though r kelly chose not to take part in the documentary he's still alive he still has a chance to give his opinion on whatever was spewed his way. We all know it's bullshit. But in this case, Michael Jackson doesn't. He can't speak for himself. And it would be different if it was never proven that these people were lying and it's like, hey, let's uncover this. This was a story that's never been told. But in this case, it's just not that. I would rather see a docu-series on Harvey Weinstein and, and his victim. That's something that's going on now. Why are we coming after someone who can't defend themselves and their accusers are are proven liars now unless they have new accusers that haven't that didn't come forward okay still the man can't defend himself but if we just going off what has already happened and transpired and what information is already out there it just seems like it's distasteful to me right and if we going down this route like you say harvey weinstein kevin spacey fucking donald trump like yeah where's the documentary for all, all these other people like what what, the, what what was good like what's really good so lifetime chill out bro 
Like you, tri- you tripping, you tripping. This shit does not does not need to happen at all. So that's all I like. And, and it's, it's it's crazy because the ratings are probably still going to be high for it because it's the popular thing. Um, and then we're probably going to get another one, and the next one is probably going to be Bill Cosby. That's just shot in the dark right there. It's probably going to be Bill Cosby. Just of course they'll all they only do the black oh, the colored people. men. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. All right, I'm getting mad now. So we're going to go get into another break and we'll be back with our last topic. <laughs> you are now rocking with socially unacceptable. Socially unacceptable. You are now rocking with socially unacceptable. Socially. Unacceptable. Uh, that was hard. That was kind of dope. That was hard as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're back. You're, you're still tuned into the Breaks Radio. We appreciate you guys for sticking with us um, through this episode. Uh, so this is something I wanted to talk about. So I I get into these binges where. I'm sure we all get on YouTube and we go down a rabbit hole of, of listening to shit. Um, I get in these modes where I listen to Rap City, the Basement Freestyles. Like, like I'll click one because, like Cassidy, for example, like Cassidy has some of the best freestyles on Rap City, the Basement. Like some of the best. So I'll click on one and then I'll just let it, whichever is next. I just let it keep playing, keep playing, keep playing. So before we get into our favorite Rap City, the Basement Freestyles, I want to talk to my brother Hayes here uh, to see what his definition of a freestyle is because I have I have two, uh-huh. but I want I want I want to I want to hear what yours are. I, I agree. I think there are there are two different types of freestyles. I think when we had Mickey Fax on, he broke down his freestyle and where some of it was things that he had pre-written, not all together, but he kind of pieced it all together, right? Um, and with other stuff he threw in the middle there. That's a version of a freestyle. Then we have a true freestyle. What I call a true freestyle is when you're legitimately coming up with all of the bars right there. Maybe you, maybe it's a couple of bars that you had previously thought about before, but nothing has been written. Nothing has been preordained. It's literally the beat comes on and you just go with what comes off the top of your head. This is why I said Lil Ma probably had the best freestyle. Uh, I'm sorry, Young M.A., I, was I didn't like, completely. Ooh. I didn't completely murder her name. Like, did Young M.A. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck no. <laughs> Young M.A. probably had the best freestyle of 2018. Not that it was the best bars, but I truly believe that was an uh, actual freestyle just by the way she rapped it. Right. Th- that's my. That's my two definitions of a freestyle. Um. Yeah. Pretty. Pretty spot on. Actually. So uh, mine are similar. Like you got. <clears throat> so my first. My first definition of a freestyle. Right. Is something that you have pre-written that you rap over a beat that wasn't intended for that pre-written verse like okay that's generally what people do now or have done for the longest basically mm-hmm. right but again like you say a true freestyle is that a beat comes on and you're literally coming up with your raps on the fly there are very very few people that do it there are even fewer people that do it well. So, so th- those those are my two definitions. Um, so, with that being said, let's get into some of our favorite. I, and I, I guess I, I kind of condensed it to rap CD of the basement freestyles. But if there's any that you can think of that are outside of that, we can mention them too if you want to. But okay. we can start with rap CD of the basement. Uh, the and it's funny because 
the first one that I went to, and I went back to, and I didn't realize until I started playing was the Jay Z from 2003, and then I realized he literally rapped the verse from PSA. Yes. <laughs> okay, so okay, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So let's say let's say you listen to a freestyle, right? Uh-huh. And the shit fire. The shit is dope. Like your favorite rapper spits the most fire freestyle verse. But then this rapper's album comes out a month or two later, and that verse is on the album. Does that diminish the freestyle to you? Or does Honestly, it? Does yes. it, it uh, you, you say yes. It does. Okay. It, for, it depends on the caliber of rapper. For someone like Jay Z, <laughs> I'm sorry, Ralph. Um, to to mo- to so blatantly rap a full verse, and not just him. I went back to because I remember I had a fond memory of Lloyd Banks and Tony Ayo's Basement Freestyle. It was literally verses off their album. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, wow. Like, it's crazy when they were rapping over uh the hood hop beat. So it does diminish itself for me. It does. Um, but I'm sorry, I got that completely no, sidetracked with that. Um yeah. so <laughs> what I ended up landing on because the Jay Z one failed me, um, is my favorite freestyle from Rap City the Basement is the Diplomats over the My Block beat. Oh, and okay. I researched it. That was fine. None of those verses ever appeared on another song. <laughs> <laughs> so i think that that's my favorite one um from rap city the bass and like i said a lot of these got diminished with hindsight now um another one is eminem okay now uh, was this eminem by itself or with d12 d12 it was okay. the one with d12 um okay. i can't remember the beat on that one but the one with him and d12 i think was infinite flames um so that's definitely goes up on my list and then also surprisingly Cannabis, 1998. Damn, I missed that. I don't have that one. I missed that. Go back. Fire. I got to look that up. Fire. Um, And then uh, let's see what else did I come up with. Damn, there's there's more. Um, MC Light, 2002. Oh, okay. She still Ooh. had bars. She still had bars in 2002. And I think at that point she had been in the game like damn near 20 years. So Right. She still had bars. And then my last one, A Tribe Called Quest, 1996. Mm, okay. Now, I didn't write down no years in my, with mine, so <laughs> so bear with me. Um, all right, so I got a few here, right? So you remember Jen, the 106 and Park freestyle Friday yeah, the Asian cat. Yeah. Yeah. He had a super dope freestyle on there. Um, so his, his was fire. Now, Ludacris, apparently he... I didn't know this was a thing, but he won best of the booth like two or three times. Um, he actually like he actually freestyled. None of his shit came from albums or anything. Um, but my favorite my favorite one from him was um he freestyled over the like a pimp beat. So that that one that one was fire. Um Cassidy. Cassidy freestyled over his own beat. Um I'm a hustler. He he freestyled over that beat. I used to know that whole freestyle verbatim. I used to listen to that shit back to back ten times a day. Like I'm not even lying. I like, remember that one. Swear to God. Um, but I'm gonna tell you who had. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you who had the best rap city to boo freestyle of all time. Okay. You're. I want. I want you to try to take a guess. You're not gonna get this. What era did the rapper have their prime in? What era? Like yeah. the year? Yeah, eighties, nineties, late nineties, early two thousands. Damn. What you? Shit, it had to be like it's had to be like early two thousands, early two thousands. 
Yeah. Uh, no one's no one's coming to mind. Bow Wow. What? When we when we finish this evening, I need you to go and YouTube um Bow Wow Rap City Do Basement Freestyle. Fuck, I can't. He freestyle over right there by Chingy. Huh. Look that shit up. The best. The 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 the. I don't know if it was written or not. I feel like it was freestyle, but if it was written, the shit was still fire. Listen to that, listeners. Look that shit up. Bow Wow, rap seat in the basement. He freestyle over the right there beat by Chingy. He said he tried to fit three LW two seater. He said he got Nivea cleaning his throwbacks and laundromat. <laughs> Listen to me when I'm telling you this man had the best freestyle on Rap City the Basement. Listen I gotta to go me check when I'm this out, man. You. I gotta go check it out. I'm not gonna say you wrong because weirder text, things have happened. Text me as soon as you listen to this shit. I'm telling you that shit was fire. All right, but that's what I got, man. That's what I got. <laughs> that's a solid list, man. I think we got it all covered, man. But yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, man. All right, so. I think I think we're good. I think we wrapped up all the topics, man. You got anything else you want to add? No, man. I mean, <laughs> Drake? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Drake? You talking about Drake that got body by Pusha T? You talk about you talk about Aubrey Graham that he, no, he said you talk about Aubrey Graham that got shot at DeGeneres. He didn't say DeGrass. He said DeGeneres. <laughs> Like fam, this ain't Ellen. <laughs> like, oh man, that was hilarious, bro. Uh, shout out to Soldier Boy, man, because he just provided <laughs> memes for days, man. So shout out to Soldier Boy for that. But uh, you know, I hope at the end of 2019, I hope we don't forget about that. <laughs> like, I want to remember this the whole year. Drake, Drake, <laughs> Drake. Nah, that's crazy. All right, hilarious. so right, um. So, any parting words before we sign off? Oh man, everyone just have a good and safe weekend, man. Uh, just keep let's keep the Soldier Boy meme going. I need this to last, like Johnny said, all in 2019, man. As for real, <laughs> like for real, for real. Um, all right, so that's another episode. You guys follow me on Twitter, uh, J O N two underscores the letter B. Instagram is JBS underscore ESL underscore AAMU. Hayes, lead the people with your social media. You can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. Yeah, that's another episode of the Breaks Radio, and we out. Peace. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Breaks Media. This right here is my swag. Swag. All the girls are on me down. Everybody pay attention. Soldier. This Soldier. right here Soldier. is my Soldier. pretty boy swag. Pretty boy swag. Pretty boy swag. Pretty boy swag. Girls on dick. Pretty boy swag. Girls for my name. Pretty boy swag. Watch me. Pretty boy swag. Sway, sway, girl, scream my name when I...